Good morning, this is Deacon Pat coming to you from the Catholic Journey, and happy, beautiful Sunday it is to you, and to me, and for all the other believers out there in the world. I'm sitting here, <clears throat> having my coffee. I'd usually be getting ready for Mass about this time, but uh, Masses have been canceled because of the smoke. If you're not from California, and... Uh, you're not aware, uh, really California is on fire and we have so many fires going on and uh, because of that uh, we have smoke and the smoke is so thick and it's just pervasive throughout the state. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, air quality index and it's where they measure the air quality to see if it's healthy or not and the range you want to see is uh, between like 0 and 50 and that's a good quality and then um, exponentially it goes higher and it goes into a, an unhealthy range and when I looked yesterday we were at 316 remember we're supposed to be 50 or lower very very at that point it was hazardous for your health to be outside I think we're a little lower into the 200s <clears throat> right now but um, uh, but it's still too uh, it's too unhealthy to go outside. So uh, our pastor uh, canceled um, masses uh, for today, and it's a very sad thing. It seems like uh, more often than not we are without a mass than we are, and I sure hope and pray that that will change soon. I think we need we need our mass. We need our community. We need the sacrament. We need the Holy Eucharist. We need to gather and hear the Word of God. Um, it is our belief as Catholics is that the Mass is the source and summit of our life. And uh, that's where um, everything uh, begins and ends is at the Mass. And there's no greater thing that we'll ever do than to participate in that intimate relationship with Jesus Christ that we receive at the Mass. Well, because we don't have Mass today, and doing this uh, mostly for the uh, our... Um, I was going to say Our Lady, that's my previous parish. It, I'm doing it uh, specifically for the St. Joseph Parish, my new parish, but anyone else on the internet as well. I'd like to share with you uh, the brief gospel and then share uh, a reflective homily on the gospel and give us something to think about today. So we'll start <clears throat> quickly with uh, the gospel of uh, Matthew and uh, chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Peter approached Jesus and asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, I say to you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. That is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, the debtor was brought before him who owned, owed him a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, his master ordered him to be sold, along with his wife, his children, and all his property, in payment of the debt. At that, the servant fell down, did him homage, and said, Be patient with me, I will pay you back in full. Moved with compassion, the master of the servant let him go and forgave him the loan. When the servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants, who owed him a much smaller amount. He seized him and started to choke him, demanding, Pay back what you owe. 
falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, Be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had the fellow servant put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now when his fellow servant saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have pity on your fellow servant as I had pity on you? Then in anger his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly Father do to you, unless each of you forgives your brother from the heart. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Just how good do I need to be? Just how many times do I need to be kind? Do I really need to forgive when they truly did me wrong? Aren't these the type of questions we just heard Peter asking Jesus in the gospel? And what did Jesus reply? I say to you that you are not to forgive seven times, but seventy-seven times. Forgiveness for Jesus is not a quantifiable event. It is a quality a way of being, a way of living, a way of loving, a way of relating, and a way of thinking and seeing. It is nothing less than the way of Christ. If we are to follow Christ, then it must be our way as well. Not seven times, but I tell you, seventy-seven times. Does that mean the drunk driver? Yes. The rapist? Yes. The cheating spouse? Yes. The lying friend, the bully, the abusive parent, the greedy businessman, and even the imperfect priest or deacon? Yes. Today we stand at a different, seemingly impossible place. We stand at the intersection of our perception of life's realities and Christ's teachings. As we look at the history of the world, we see the Holocaust, the killing fields of Cambodia, the genocides in Bosnia and Rwanda, perceived discriminations, economic oppression, and wars and torture in the Middle East. As we look at our own lives, we find broken promises, hurt feelings, betrayals, harsh words, and physical and emotional wounds. Every one of us could tell tell stories of being hurt or victimized by another. Yet beneath the pain, the wounds, the losses, and the memories lay the question of forgiveness. Everyone, I suspect, is in favor of forgiveness, at least in principle. Everyone, C.S. Lewis writes, say forgiveness is a lovely idea until there is something or someone to forgive. What do we do then? What do we do when there is something or someone to forgive? Some will strike back seeking revenge. Some will run away from life and relationships. Some will let the darkness paralyze them. I don't say these things out of a criticism or judgment of someone else, but out of my own experience, I've done them all. 
I know how hard forgiveness can be. Like to you, I too struggle with it and often avoid it. I also know that none of those answers are the way of Christ. All of them leave us stuck in the past, tied to the evil of another, and devoid of the future God wants to give us. Forgiveness is the only way forward. That does not mean we forget, condone, or approve of what was done. It does not mean we ignore, excuse, cruelty, or injustice. It means that we are released from them. We let go of the thoughts and fantasies of revenge. We look to the future rather than the past. We try to see and love as God sees and loves. Forgiveness is a way in which we align our life with God's life. To withhold forgiveness is to put ourselves in the place of God, the ultimate judge to whom all are accountable. Three years ago this Sunday, I returned from walking the Camino de Santiago, or also known as the Way of St. James in Spain. For those of you who are not aware of what this is, it is an ancient pilgrimage where one walks across the country of Spain and ends the journey at the cathedral where St. James' body rests. 250,000 people from all over the world make this journey each year. We began our journey in France and walked over the Pyrenees Mountains, through the Basque Country, across the flatlands, and later through the Western Mountains. While walking those hundreds of miles through the beautiful forests and small hamlets, I had a great deal of time, without distraction, to think about life and the Christian journey. I came to realize that God's forgiveness and human forgiveness are closely intertwined. And in today's gospel parable, I feel that Jesus is trying to teach us this lesson. As you recall, the king forgives his slave a huge amount, and it seems that there is no debt too large to be forgiven. The man, the debtor, was completely forgiven. That's what the kingdom of heaven is like. That's how our God is. Yet, this slave refused to forgive his fellow slave a much smaller debt. Too often, that's what our world is like. Frequently, it is how we are. In that refusal to forgive, in that refusal, the forgiven slave lost his own forgiveness. This concept should not be news to us. We know it well. We acknowledge and pray it every Sunday, and I'll bet most of you pray it every day. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Sound familiar? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. We pray those words with ease and familiarity, but do we live our prayer? Do our actions support our request? Not seven times, but I tell you, seventy-seven times. That's a lot of forgiveness, but the pain of the world, our nation, and individuals is great. We need to forgive as much, maybe more, for ourselves as for the one we forgive. Forgiving those who trespass against us is the medicine that begins to heal our wounds. It may not change the one who hurt you, but I promise you this. Your life will be more alive, more grace-filled, more whole, and more godlike for having forgiven another. 
Forgiveness creates space for new life. Forgiveness is an act of hopefulness and resurrection for the one who forgives. It is the healing of our soul and life. Forgiveness takes us out of darkness into light, from death to life. It disentangles us from the evil of another. It is the refusal to let our future be determined by the past. It is the letting go of the thoughts, the hatred, and the fear that fills us so that we might live and love again. Yet we must understand that forgiveness does not originate in us. It begins with God. That's what the slave who refused to forgive didn't understand. It was not about him. It is about God. We do not choose to forgive. We only choose to share the forgiveness we have already received. Then we choose again and then again and then again. For most of us, forgiveness is a process that we live into. Sometimes, however, we just can't. The pain is too much, the wound too raw, the memories too real. On those days, we choose to want to forgive. Some days, we choose to want to want to forgive. But we choose because that's the choice Christ made. Finally, and in conclusion, I would like to share that the end of, at the end of our pilgrimage in Spain three years ago, my brother and I realized that we had a few extra days before we were to return home. So we rented a car and drove the five hours it took to arrive in Fatima, Portugal. As we knelt down directly on the spot of the most public miracle of all times, we pondered the question of the real meaning of life at least the life of a Catholic Christian. Sorting and sifting through an abundance of thoughts and memories and ideals, it seemed, as inspired by the faith and life of the shepherd children, Jacinta, Lucia, and Francisco, and understood with a simple and childlike understanding, we are to love as we are loved, that we are to forgive as we are forgiven. And that true humility means knowing our proper relationship to God. And that one day we will be judged for how we have lived, loved, and forgiven. We must ask ourselves these questions before it's too late, and while we can still change our ways. Am I truly living the Christian life? Have I applied Christ's teachings to my life? Am I living a daily and constant life filled with compassion, patience, understanding, kindness, and love? And if not, am I willing to change? And if not, do I truly understand what to expect for the eternal future? My eternal future and your eternal future. Well, thank you for listening to the Holy Gospel and to the reflection of that Gospel. Um, since we can't go to Mass today because of a variety of circumstances, um, I hope that that helps you in some way to really separate yourself from the culture of our life and to reflect on that heavenly world, the world of love and forgiveness and mercy and understanding and wisdom. 
and that uh, we can grow. We can grow each day to be just better people, better Christians, better husbands, better brothers, aunts, uncles, nieces, children, that we can grow to be a better reflection of Christ and who he was and is to the world today. God bless you, and may God forever keep you, and I hope I'll see you at Mass uh, next week. Goodbye from the Catholic Journey in Deacon Pat.